it's a bit closer so you have a beautiful view of my double chin. <laughs> yeah, but I think the, like the angle is the worst because you have to kind of speak into the microphone, so... Yes. Yeah. I think at one point I will get a a, a proper profesh microphone like the one that you have to. Yeah, it's, it's a very it's a very good one. I'm happy with it. Also because you can literally just like plug it in and it works and you don't have to do weird stuff with it or like I don't know, different settings, so it's just nice and easy. <laughs> oh yeah, because my skills are literally at zero. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I was very intimidated. I thought like, oh no, a real microphone, but it's yeah, you just plug it in and that's as much as I can do. I just I just basically want to get to the point where we can make this podcast like an ASMR type of thing. Yes. With like page turning as well would be very nice. I think that would be like a very pleasant sound. <laughs> Like, thanks for listening this week, which is going to page through <laughs> some books exactly. for a good hour. Yes. But yeah. Good. How how have you been? I'm I'm good. I'm good. I have uh before we started this, I've put a banana bread in the oven. Ooh. Which is nice because I had like dark chocolate and walnuts and I love the banana bread with the walnuts. I put both of them in. And uh, it was looking good. Ooh, very nice. Yeah, yeah. Banana bread's the best thing to to make. I I have I have because I baked a really big one over um, last weekend, and then basically used double of the measurements. Oh. So I had this huge loaf, and now still eat a slice every morning for breakfast. Yeah, it's the best breakfast cake food. Like it's. It's way, I mean, I think chocolate cake I can eat for like breakfast for maybe two days in a row, but then I kind of get tired of it. But banana bread, I could eat literally all day, every day. Also because it's really good with marmalade as mm, well on top. So you, yes. can, you can switch it up if you want to. Yeah, that's true. I mean, we can, get, we can go ASMR or just baking podcasts. Yeah, you know? which is actually, I mean, I think baking and reading go well together. Or actually, like, consuming the goods that you've baked while you read is a very satisfying thing to do. Which neatly goes over into what we're going to talk about. Exactly. Segway. Well, I mean, sort of. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, into reading habits and connected to that reading slumps, reading ruts that kind of thing which i think we all experience fr- not just from time to time but i think uh, all the time kind of it's difficult to get into reading even if you love books it can be difficult absolutely yeah um and i think because you mentioned i think in our last minisode about how especially now oh wait i think a huge motorcycle just passed so let's just Let's just wait and get the audio back to. I I can't hear it anymore now, so it should be okay. Okay, good. No, but because on I think on our Rebecca episode, there's like towards the end, it's all so nice, and we're doing our outro, and then it looks like I'm just letting out like a huge long fart <laughs> <laughs> in the background when it's actually just a motorcycle. <sighs> but yeah, you mentioned that it can be difficult to get into reading, even if you like books. Yeah, yeah, I think. There is always these like moments when you find a new book that you really like and then you kind of get into the whole thing of reading again. But now um, it's also like it's just more difficult to allocate time to read, I think. I think it's more about that. That like as an adult person, you have more going on maybe than when you were younger and then you kind of uh, 
I don't know, for me at least, I feel like the motivation to then sit down and read is less big because I, I've got like other stuff that I would like to do. Like, I don't know, watch an episode of like a series and then it's always like, ooh, should I watch this or should I read this or should I like draw or paint or do something else? And it's also one of those activities, I think, that you can't multitask with. So it's not like, I don't know, you're like watching something in the background or like the thousandth episode of Gilmore Girls that I've like rewatched and while I bake a banana bread. So I do two things at once. But if I read, it's such a designated time that I think it's like sometimes I feel like I, I can't just sit down and just do that. I always feel like I have to do other stuff. So reading gets just pushed back, which is stupid. <laughs> no, but I have the same thing, I think. Because it's just that feeling of, I have that weird feeling sometimes of if I read, if I sit down and just read for fun. So really just, I don't know, it's a Saturday morning um, and I want to sit down with a, with a book. I can't shake this feeling off. And it's definitely a feeling I've only had in recent years where I never used to have that as a kid. I used to love having my designated reading time or even as a teenager. And now it's that thing of having so many tabs open in my head that I compare the productivity levels of these different tasks somehow, um, which is so stupid because I think reading is the best and most productive thing for your brain that you can do or one of on the top 10 list for sure. So, but yeah, it's, it's a feeling that I've gotten in recent years and can't seem to shake off when it comes to really just sitting down and and just forgetting everything around you and then I even have it with um which books I pick because then I feel I I I catch myself thinking oh but which book is going to teach me more you know that kind of stuff which again why would I do that but it's just this thought process that I think I've started to get from this feeling of having to be productive all of the time and then in turn I'm less productive than ever yeah totally but actually that thing would transition very nicely into my first question to you oh, regarding yeah. this, which um, is what's a book you'd recommend to someone who like hasn't read in a long time or would like to get back into reading, assuming that this person doesn't have any genre prefer preferences and it's more like, uh, oh yeah, what could I read? Like, I like anything. Let me think. I think, to be honest, the best way to get back into reading, I think I'd go with a children's book, to mm. be honest, mm -hmm. um, just because I find those can be, first of all, they're usually written in a very, or a simpler way, very straightforward, and they usually have, um, if it's fiction, it's just very immersive, so you immediately find yourself... Um, in a very engaging world or setting any kids book really yeah that's a um, that's a very good input and idea i think because yeah. it's it's usually like yeah it's it's a they're usually very satisfying reads because they will probably end well and are like still well written and it's not something yeah that i don't know like as you'd start with a dostoevsky where you are just like hit with a brick but it's just a very nice way <laughs> yeah. to get back into the whole reading thing. Yeah, that's a good one. I like that. Yeah. 
or maybe even just like even one that you've read before you know one of one of your favorite kids books that just something that sort of eases you into it or at least that's something that I have done in the past where I just go back yeah same oh yeah actually now I just thought of a really good one um where there's this German writer called Cornelia Funke. Oh, yeah. yeah, All of her books have been translated into English. And there's this really good trilogy, um, which is called, I think, Inkart is the first one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, true. Oh, my God. I completely forgot about that. Oh, yeah. And those are the best books because it's all about being bookish and die. It's a sort of fantasy novel or trilogy. And it's all about diving into actual books and characters from books coming alive. So it has that very sort of literary bookish feeling to it. So I feel like if you are in a rut um, and you want to get out of that, that's sort of the book that will just, it's like a book in a book in a book. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so lovely. good. Yeah. True. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'd go with that one. I like that. Yeah. If you're, if you're in a rut and you want to go in the children's section, pick up a copy of Inkart because oh, I, I really want to reread that one now. Yeah, me too. Me too. Just really made me made me want to read that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. I like that. Okay, next question for you. What are your top three tips for coming out of a reading rut? Okay, so the first one, kind of like linking to your answer, is to... If you are into rereading books, um, which I also know quite a few people aren't in any way, um, like read something that you have already read that you know you're gonna like, and like because you've liked it in the past long, and um, yeah, like start with that. And if you don't like rereading books, maybe like read something from the same author, so you maybe know that like you most likely gonna like it because it's like in the same direction or yeah and then I would also say like regarding the reading rhythm to kind of like find it but not like beat yourself up over it because I think everyone has got like such a different reading rhythm and if you like I don't know want to read something and you like sit down in the evening and start reading and then after five minutes you don't want to read anymore like not to necessarily like force yourself to like read for a long time but maybe throughout the day like read five minutes like I don't know like ten times a day and you've basically almost read like a whole hour worth of um of your book in a day and uh, just kind of find the rhythm that is best for you and then also yeah, I think mostly like to not start with um with very difficult and big like big in uh, quotation mark books, um but more like I don't know I think uh like very basic crime novels a very a very good way to like get back into reading because they're usually like a good thriller is very entertaining and even if it might not be like the most brilliant writing which is very generalized and mean but like if it's not i don't know like a literary masterpiece so to speak um it's still extremely entertaining and fun and it just kind of gets you through a book and uh maybe also like read something that you know there is a film adaptation of that you can then maybe after having read it you can like watch the film and uh, just like pick books that are going to make the whole reading experience more entertaining and not like 
I don't know, start with something very dry or like, uh, yeah, something that maybe you think again, like maybe, oh yeah, you really want to read that, but then just you pick it up and think, oh god, this is like too big. So just, uh, yeah, like take something that sounds fun to you. I think, yeah, that's my input <laughs> on that. <laughs> um, but I think that's great. I think you've summed it up so nicely. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's a really good one with the with crime novels or crime fiction in general because it's usually very gripping and keeps you wanting to keep reading. Um and also very satisfying towards the end when I mean thinking that usually there will be a murder or something. Um or or any crime and then the solution towards the end it's just very there's a very satisfying um reward sort of at the end. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's uh that's always yeah I think it's it's so like I think crime novels are, are quite like foolproof in that way that you most likely are gonna be like you at the end of the novel you're gonna get what you expected kind of because you expect like there to be a mystery or a murder or something and then that is gonna be solved so that satisfaction is very nice whereas if you read something that maybe I don't know is like a a family saga of some sort or like I don't know depicts like a family over time and is full of like intrigue it's also exciting but it maybe like doesn't have that satisfactory arc that maybe like a crime novel has where it's just like ooh, this was nice I'm gonna read another book but more like ooh, this was nice and exhausting never gonna read again I think we should do a designated Minnesota just for our favorite crime picks actually. yeah oh my god yes that's a very good idea because I'm also very interested in, like, what your favourite crime books would be. That's actually very interesting, yeah. Good idea. There's only one way Noted. to find out. Exactly. We'll see in a Minnesota somewhere yeah. near in the future, who knows? <laughs> Probably the next one, because I really want to talk about this. Yeah. No, but yeah, let's, yeah. let's do that. Let's put the next Minnesota all about crime things. Um... So my next question is, if you don't like a book, do you finish it anyways, or do you stop reading? I stop reading. I'm really, I mean, no, that's not true. It really, really depends on the book. There are some books that I've started where I just, I, it, doesn't, it doesn't even have to be that I don't like it. It's just that for some reason I can't get into it. I keep, you know, that whole thing when you start a book and you maybe reach page 30 or so and then you put it down and in between you read um other books and then you come back to it and you've forgotten pretty much everything that's happened in those first 30 pages and then you have to go and start again that's the most frustrating thing um sometimes it doesn't even have to be about the book itself but just my own reading pace or how much I've got going on um I have in the past finished books that I couldn't really get warm with but I'd say as a rule of thumb for me I tend to be very lazy and feel like life is too short and there's so many other books out there that I could really appreciate and love so I feel like I don't force myself to finish something unless I really want to because then I again it's sort of because at the same time I wouldn't really finish a film either or a series if I didn't like it and I feel like with the with the book, it's then weird to make to 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 separate it from that because in the end, if I sit down with a book, I want to be entertained and gripped, 
and follow a storyline or learn something. And if <clears throat> if all of that doesn't really happen, I don't force myself. What about you? I I always finish them because oh that's so interesting yeah and the same with tv shows as well like i might not watch like i don't know the next season of something but i will always finish the season that i was watching um but yeah no i always i i always finish them and because i remember vividly and i know exactly where it sits on my bookshelf the first and i think only book ever that i have not finished that i started reading which is so ridiculous but it's called girls in trucks and i read that in the time that like like i think um, maybe 14 or 15 i think it was actually the summer before we met and i remember buying it because it had like a nice cover which is very much on brand to be honest (laughs) and then i remember reading it and not liking it and i finished like like stopped reading it like three quarters of the way through it and I actually have never finished it, but I, I know that that's the only book I've never finished. And it, it clearly still haunts me to this day because <laughs> I can still remember it very vividly. <laughs> it's haunted you for a good decade now. Yeah. That is so impressive, though. That means that you've every book that you own, that you've started, you have finished. Yeah, yeah interesting yeah. oh that's really interesting so we're completely different on that one. yeah that's what i yeah i thought that was fun interesting but like i t- like technically i think your like your reproach with like not wasting your time is way better because it's like obviously you don't want to like waste limited time that you have reading like reading something that you don't like but i think it might have been like the fact that that specific book i remember it so well that I just now need to like finish the whole thing because otherwise there is going to be like another girls in trucks like 20 years from now that I'm going to be like traumatized by. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Oh, wait, whose turn is it? It's my turn. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. When was the last time that you were so hooked by a book that you stayed up reading it way past your bedtime and you couldn't put it down? Oh, I know that. Because it's um, A Starless Sea by Erin Morgenstern, which is, I think, like, the best book that I've read, like, recently in general, or, like, in the past year, probably, anyways. I had listened to her uh, Night Circus on, like, uh, I don't want (laughs) to name the specific like platform that I listened it on but I think everyone knows <laughs> and a um, popular audiobook platform <laughs> exactly take an educated guess <laughs> and um and I I like I liked it but it wasn't like very and maybe that maybe it's because I listened to it and I didn't like read it but um then that one came out and I had pre-ordered it already so it like came out like it got to me as soon as it came out and I started reading it when I was in um in Sicily and we and like it was on holiday so basically it was like one of it was like one of those days where it was like boiling hot outside and we had like the sea right by us but I didn't leave the house the whole day because I was reading it and I didn't like want to leave the house that is the biggest endorsement a book can get (laughs) exactly it's like you're on summer holiday and you're not by like the beach if you're in Sicily because I just had to continue reading it. And then in the end, I got hungry and we like left the house. 
so but otherwise i think i would have like continued and it's so good so beautiful what about you um i think mine was a few months ago and it's a novel called red clocks um which is a slightly dystopian novel set in the u.s um it has it definitely has some handmaid's tale vibes and it's written from the perspective of five women i think and it's all connected to motherhood and abortion and just women's rights um and how they're all taken away slowly and it, it's really creepily rings true too much mm, yeah um because it's set it has that sort of black mirror vibe to it where it's set in the future but still has too many parallels to today and what is probably going to happen in the next 20 years. So you feel, oh, it's slightly removed from me, but also that might be the future. And, and, and in general, I just always enjoy novels written from different perspectives and when characters are different narrators and there's multiple narrators. So that was really good. Um, really like the structure and also the topic in itself was just really, really good. Cool. Good. Um... So what else? Oh yeah, what genre do you gravitate towards if you want to motivate yourself to read? I think I'd go with crime novels as well. The same thing that you said before, just for the exact same reasons. It's usually a very smooth read. You want to keep reading to know what happens. It's that very plot-driven... Um, yeah, it has that plot-driven function, whereas... I love reading novels that are character driven, but I feel like especially if you're in a in a time in your life where you don't find a lot of time to read or yeah, you're stuck or you don't really know where to start, I feel like starting with something that will have you hooked and that you'll want to continue reading that is very plot driven is the easiest way. Yeah, completely agree. Um, and crime fits that yeah. perfectly. Yeah, very, very true. And I feel like crime never really gets the credit that it should get. I mean, crime, crime novels, <laughs> yeah, not crime, not crime itself. Just to, just to to make that clear. Um, but yeah, I feel like it's usually um looked at as, um quote like in quotation like lower quality novels or something like that, which I've never understood because there's no. some really brilliant crime writing out there. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I can think of like loads that I thought were great and also very well written and stuff. Yeah. Last question for you. Yes. Are you a person that reads one book at a time or are you one that cheats and reads multiple books at the same time? No, I read multiple books at the same time. Yeah, I read. I, I think... And it's not even like... I wouldn't even read different genres at the same time to like, I don't know, like if I don't want to read something i'll just it's just like i'm just impatient i constantly buy books and then i just have to like start them right away and regardless of what i'm reading and usually yeah usually i would probably like finish the books in like a similar time frame anyway because maybe instead of like reading 10 minutes on one book i'll read five on one and five on the other and then like i'll just finish two books in the space of time that i would finish two books if I read one first and the other after. So I think, yeah, I've it just always books because I just 
buy them. So it's like I need to start them straight away. Can relate. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just. Uh, yeah, I find I find it fascinating if people like can read just one at a time. Yeah, because I feel like it's such a mood thing as well. Mm-hmm. I'm very much so. I mean, at any point in time, I'll always be reading at least one fiction book and one non-fiction just to fit um yeah just to fit my mood at any given time and my last question to you which might be a bit of a controversial one what's your opinion on audiobooks do you like them i love them i really really like them simply because my experience from like if I hear the word audiobook, I don't think of any digital platforms that yeah. we've discussed before. <laughs> I think of having of getting the full C D box set for Christmas or my birthday and then getting a book in like sixteen CDs and then listening to that constantly. I, I remember I had, I think when I was about 14, I had Pride and Prejudice on uh, on audiobook. And I just had that running in the background, I think for a good six months. I think I drove my parents crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, and I, I remember listening to audiobooks falling asleep. And it just has this, I associate it with something very calming and nice. So yeah, all for it. Love it. And it really... It really depends on the narrator, though. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. That's like make or break. I remember having this. I think my dad got that for me, where it was a CD um, of Shakespeare sonnets read (laughs) aloud by Alan Rickman. I love how, like, niche this is. Yeah, love it, though. Yeah, that's that's very true. All here Um, for it, though. Amazing. It was the most soothing, lovely thing ever. Yeah. Amazing. I think we can close with all Yeah, I love that. That's perfect. That's like the best, best way to end this. I, I even just talking to you now, I've thought about, I've thought of 10 more minisodes that we can do. Yeah. Topics yeah. that we can talk yeah, about. Yeah, same, me too, because it, yeah, it's just good. It's good. I like it. And what I also realize is that we haven't actually ever like in depth talked about books that much, which is very exciting that we can do this now in like this project. Yeah, because I thought when we started this, and especially with the Minnesota, I thought, oh, I know pretty much everything about you book-wise, but apparently, no, not yeah, true. Yeah, apparently, no. So yeah, I've I've been like surprised quite a few times too, which is amazing. So this makes it even better. <laughs>